0: What's going on? Welcome to Canel and Bell on this Thursday. Uh, Monster day we have lined up for you. A ton of stuff that we have to get into. Chad Johnson put a video that we don't know what is going on. We'll try to break that down. Jerry Jones has more news. Is he on... Chad Johnson again? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think you went Ocho Cinco back to Chad Johnson. I... I think. I don't know. It's kind of a hard sell for the rest of your life. And you want your kids' names to be Ocho Cinco, sure. you're
1: like I think boy, once you go, like... It's hard to Once you change your name... Like that name shouldn't be available to you anymore. I'm with you. Like right, you go Ocho Cinco, but you can't go back to Chad Johnson. <laughs>
0: right. You can go like David. Third one. Yeah, like David. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. But <laughs> exactly. Um, we also want to do some NBA because yeah. Kobe Bryant had some interesting context on uh con comments on Shaq. Right. Uh, which the beef continues. We'll dive into that a little bit. Uh, just in case you were wondering why I'm wearing this shirt, is because I am the reigning champ of the shoe showdown yesterday. Is that uh, confirmed? Asked- oh yeah, it was definitely confirmed. Joey, Joey wait, no, hold on, no, I am not not? Right? no word you say. I, Joey. I, I, there was Rubens on I vacation, did so we not. will have an announcement of this week's winner and next week's Ruben's winner when he comes go. back. Okay, I fair enough. I know where Rubens is going to go when he gets back. Fair He's going to take my Travis Scott's all day long. Um, college football. We finally are here. We had week zero. We got a yeah. little bit of a flavor of it last Saturday uh, with the two games we saw. Your Canes lost to Florida and Hawaii upset Arizona. But we have a monster slate tonight. It has gotten bigger and bigger. Like, I remember we never had week zero. Right was never a thing. And then there was like one or two games on Thursday night. And I understand why. Networks want inventory, so mm-hmm. we're all putting them out there. So you have a full slate of games tonight. It's awesome. Some great games. But we are going to pick some of those okay. and walk you through some of them uh to get you up to speed. And we like to gamble. I do especially. We're going to get you hooked one of these days right. uh, to get you in on that. We
1: might be in. My boys are begging me to play fantasy football right now. My middle son NFL? is – Yes. we we'll do a
0: fantasy football team. So we we're gonna do a league, I think, in
1: family to get them started, but I think that's gonna be my first step into like your first 4A. Yeah.
0: I love it. I love the daily fantasy stuff because you don't even need to the thing I don't like about fantasy football in general, uh obviously we do a great job here. The guys are awesome, they right. cover Jamie and the fellas. Um for me personally, I like the draft. Um uh, it's fun. You usually have a party, uh-huh. you get together, have a few beers while you're picking the teams. And then that's about it. Because every single week you have to set your lineup. Yeah. And I know for me, Sunday is like the one day a week where I can relax. And I love watching the games. Yeah. You don't But want to I don't eat. really want to start thinking about them until I have to. Like, I don't want to be at my computer at 12 noon. Like, who's Fretting starting? Who's, who's nodding? Yeah. Who's hurt? You. Who's on there? So I always get worked in fantasy leagues. And then they come at me like, oh, you're supposed to be an expert. And you suck. I'm like, well, yeah, I don't give it the time that I should. So <laughs> it's always fun there. So have fun with that. Um, let's start <laughs> off. Picking one of these games. Now, right. Joey picked these games that okay. he wants us to select. Uh, so, we'll start it off. Florida A&M, the Rattlers. Right. On the road versus UCF at the house, Bounce House. The Bounce UCF, House? UCF. Yeah, it's our nickname. Is that what they call it? It, it literally bounces. Oh, wow. That's yeah, because really... it's kind of an older stadium. Yeah. Like they don't have like the new car. For the rocks. Stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah it's it's loud. Okay. I don't know if it'll be as bouncy against Florida A&M in a game where they are favored. By 47 and a half points. That is our fan dual odds. That's what we'll go with for some of these numbers. Um, are you laying the, uh, the 47 and a half, or do you think Florida A&M can keep this one tighter than what is that? Seven touchdowns? Almost seven uh, I, touchdowns. Listen,
1: I don't mean to be disrespectful to either one of these schools. Um, that's a lot of numbers. Brandon Wimbush um, is a good quarterback, right? I don't know that he's like Mackenzie Milton or the guy they had before that. Um, yeah. and, you know, offenses were prolific there under those guys. I think they will beat you handily, but I don't know that I'm going to lay the 47 and a half.
0: All right, here's my official gambling advice yeah. right here on Canel Bell. Don't touch this game. Correct. Like I, right. If I was leaning away, I would probably go the under. I think the total is around 60-something. Uh-huh. And I could see a game where you could get like a – I think it's 63, 64, but you could get like a 50, 54 to three type game it'll be a blowout but i think that number is way too big for me to touch that one although when i was at florida state we had a record uh for the most consecutive games that we covered and they kept making the spread bigger and bigger and bigger and we would just go out there we put put up 70 (laughs) against teams so you never know but i would just avoid that one from that perspective uh that was a fan duel line let's use westgate for the rest of these georgia tech on the road at number one clemson Clemson is a 37-point favorite. Trevor Lawrence kicks off his Heisman campaign. Georgia Tech has a new coach in Jeff Collins. This is why it's such a a, a, a big line. Obviously, Clemson has so much talent. I think people are sleeping a little bit on not sleeping on because I don't. When I say sleeping on, I think that makes keep it going. Like you're correct. Defender. Keep going though. Keep going. But I like I think where they you're have going. Have more talent on their roster. Yes, they're rebuilding an offense. It is no longer going to be the triple option, which they've been entrenched with Paul Johnson for the last, you know, 14, 15 years. I think they have better talent. I think this game, I, if you're going to take, and again, this is probably one I would avoid. If I was going to take a side, I would lean Georgia Tech getting the 37 points and maybe a backdoor type situation where, you know, Clemson's up four, or five touchdowns and then late in the game, they're all backups playing and yeah. Georgia Tech gets a cheap touchdown.
1: Absolutely. I'm taking Georgia Tech in this one for all the reasons you just, uh, explained. Um, yeah. that's a huge number. You're going to be playing your backups and Georgia Tech is going to be more dynamic probably this year just because they're opening their offense up a little bit. You know what I mean? They're, they probably will be able to score more, so I'm going to take Georgia Tech with the points.
0: All right, we're diving into some of these crappy games way too far. We don't need to go that far to them. Texas State at Texas A&M. Texas A&M, 33 and a half. And I'm taking A&M. I'll take A&M, lay the points as well, at 33 and a half. Uh, the Holy War, Utah on the road at BYU. Utah. Dude, this is a nasty, nasty, nasty. A ride. holy war. That's right. You are familiar with it because is, of your time there. They yeah, hate each other. They hate each like, other. Like, you're thinking yeah. all these Mormons supposed to be nice and friendly to hey, one man. Throw all that out. Like you know, just put it all aside. They hate each other. Uh I so Utah has rattled off nine straight mm-hmm. in the series. Um, who do you like? I actually am going to take Utah in the game, Um,
1: but I think it could be a touchdown game. I don't know that it's going to be a blowout, and I was reluctant to do it, but I'm going to take Utah. All
0: right. I am going to fade you. I I love a home dog, Mm -hmm. first of all, and I love trying to fade the public. The majority of the money is on Utah as a Pac-12. A lot of people like them to win the conference. I do think they're a good team. (sighs) I think Utah wins the game, but I think it'll be a ugly, low scoring field goal game. So I'm going to take BYU as the home dog, um, getting six and a half there on that one. All right, Ohio State, Justin Fields, he has so much hype, expectations around him, playing against uh, FAU, Lane Clifton squad from right yeah. here in Boca. Pretty big number at 27 and a half. Who do you like?
1: In- I'm going to take. I'm going to take uh, Ohio State.
0: I am too. Yeah, at I, think, home. I think 27 and a half is a pretty low number in this one. I think you'll see not Justin Fields be the story of this game on Monday when we're talking about it. I think it will be J.K. Dobbins, the running back. Right. I think if Ryan Day, and I think he is a smart coach, I think he'll take some of the pressure off. Justin Fields try to run the football a little bit more. And Florida uh, Atlantic, after a little bit of a rough season last year, I think they'll be better this season, but they have struggled. Last year was Oklahoma early. I think they'll struggle against a powerhouse. I think Ohio State can lean on them, kind of control that game. Mm -hmm. All right, biggest game of the weekend for me, which apparently might be moved, canceled. I don't know what exactly is going on. We'll try to keep you updated on CBS Sports HQ. Boise State against Florida State in Jacksonville. Upset alert. Oh, geez. Upset you're just alert. doing this to troll me. I'm you not, cannot I I No, 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 really no, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. I thought uh, you liked Willie Taggart. I'm just saying, I do like Willie Taggart, and I'm actually going to take FSU to cover. Okay. I'm but just, you're just saying. I'm you. just doing alert. it to get under my skin. No, I'm not. I but really, somewhere deep down in my gut, I feel like th- there's a propensity, there, not a propensity, there's a possibility yeah. uh, that this could be a smack in the face for Florida State.
0: All right, but you are taking Florida State. I am going to take the fourth yes. House. I am as, I am as well. Here's the um the scenario I see unfolding. Mm-hmm. If Boise State keeps this close, I think it is an upset. Yeah. I think Florida State has to take control of this game. I think defensively they have to dominate the line of scrimmage. They're going to have to pressure Boise State's quarterback. I think they do. But the longer that Boise State stays in the game, right? the more nervous sure. that Florida State gets, the fans get, the players get, and they're thinking, uh-oh, this is a game we have to win. There is a lot of pressure on Willie Taggart. I think they come out with a sense of urgency and get it done, but if it's close, that's why I don't – like, you might be right. If it's close, I could see a Boise State, but I don't think that happens. I have confidence in James Blackman, the quarterback, and I do think Florida State comes back and gets off to a better start this season after the disaster last season. Uh, last one, Duke Bama. Bama has a slew of players suspended, Bama. four players suspended. All right, you're just going there. Bama. Dylan Moses, their starting linebacker. It's their quarterback. The middle linebacker is out. 34 points.
1: you know, look, 34 point favorite. I mean, I guess Duke just lost their 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 quarterback, um, Daniel Jones, right? Like um Bama put up stupid video game numbers last year. Like they're not running away from putting up huge numbers. even when they bring their backups in, they, they kind of keep it wide open. They put up numbers. I, I just, I don't, I don't really care who's missing for Alabama. I'm taking, I'm taking them with the 34.
0: I'm going to say I'll take Duke in this one. Um, I think they keep it to four touchdowns, like it's yeah. 28. So I think they cover. I do think that this emotionally will be tough for Alabama. They're looking at two freshman uh, linebackers possibly filling in for Dylan Moses. Could be a little bit of a communication issue. Uh, David Cutcliffe is a good offensive coach where I think he'll figure out a way to put up some points. Again, maybe a backdoor-type cover situation. Right. Duke later in the game maybe get some points in kind of cheap minutes to keep that um, within the 34-point total there. Dylan Moses out. The one thing I will say about this, and I hate seeing this. I mean, you emotionally, I can't imagine what it's like to train an entire offseason with a goal of getting to the NFL – of having a strong junior season, your season when you're up for the draft, and in a practice you don't even get to take the field, it's just devastating for Dylan Moses personally. I feel so bad for him. And ultimately, though, I do think we are at a place in time where if he wants to and he decides to forego his senior season and still come out for the draft, I do think he's already shown enough Mm -hmm. on film that if he just comes back, rehabs, gets ready for the draft, and comes out, I still think he'll be a first-round draft pick. Yeah. Is the good news. Because people, obviously, one of the conversations is, see, this is why kids should get paid. They get nothing. If you are good enough, unless it's something where you literally can't walk again or there's just a catastrophic injury, I do think NFL teams are willing to say, you know what, we've seen enough, we'll take a chance on this guy. And I think that would be the case with Dylan Moses. Yeah, it depends on the class of player
1: you're talking about, yeah. right? Like you could make the argument like if it was a player that was in my class of player that really needed a senior season um to wake some people up to who I was and it, and I had this catastrophic knee injury. I was never going to have the opportunity to play pro. Like that was my my fate was sealed at that point. So the argument, you know, about the paying and so on and so forth would would be be warranted there, right? Cuz my career or the Possibility of a career was over, but for his, like you know, Jalen Smith just signed a deal. You know, people thought he'd never played football game. Football right, again with right. They didn't the know Dallas he cowboys walk one hundred percent. Right, and this happened early enough. Like I know it sucks for the kid. Like it stinks. You got to sit there and watch. But it happened early enough where, you know, by the time combine comes around and all of that. You know, you'll be able to participate to some degree. Yep. You know what I mean. And yeah. so once they see you out there, you, you know you're, you're you're going through the the drills and whatnot. They do have enough film on you. They know what you are. He'll be fine.
0: Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see too what he does at the end of the year. Does he want to come back for a Don't do that. <laughs> Don't a, do that. Every person has
1: a different. Don't do that. Take where they want to be, sir. Wherever. <laughs> what's, my ca- what's camera? That one. Do, what's his, his
0: name? Do, do not come back. <laughs> All right. We will see. Don't let All Nick right. Saban hear that out of Rajah Bell. All right. Couple more games. We got to finish off the the weekend. Oregon versus Auburn is the matchup everybody wants to watch. It's primetime, 7.30 Saturday, two top 25 teams facing off. It's the only matchup of two top 25 teams Mm. over the weekend. Neutral site? Uh, Yes, it is a neutral site in Arlington. Oregon is a a three-and-a-half-point underdog. I actually like Oregon getting the three and a half points. I think they have an outstanding defensive, uh, offensive line that's going to get their, that's going to have their hands full against oh, sure. Auburn. Incredible defensive line. The Pac 12 has all their hopes riding in all, uh, Oregon to try to make their conference look worthy. I yeah. Mean, it really is. It's kind of, a, the, the Pac 12 has been battered down so much that their hopes are riding on Oregon. If I get the three and a half, I do think this will be a close game. I think you could see a field goal type game at the end. But I'm going to take Oregon and the three and a half points in this one. Should be a physical game. Uh, from Auburn for sure Auburn starting a true freshman bro uh Bo Nix at quarterback and this one Oregon Justin Herbert who is pegged to be a first round pick after the season bro you, you keep talking you just steal what I'm gonna well, say oh,
1: just my. ramble until you get to my point man <laughs> like good, good for insight. you yeah. no no I agree with you <laughs> I agree just, this one boils down to Justin Herbert versus uh Bo, Bo Nix, Nix yeah I, I think uh I'm taking Oregon to win the game uh I think Mario Cristobal and crew there, this is your two, correct? Yep. Um, uh, you know, they got that great offensive line. They got a much better quarterback. Um, and and I think to some degree they feel the pressure of Pac-12 hopes riding on them. Uh, I think they'll stand up and, and do what they got to do in this game. And after that, all they got to really do is, is cruise. I think the schedule is relatively decent for them after that, right?
0: Yeah, for yeah. sure. Miami, uh, Mario Cristobal, a Miami native. Absolutely. Uh, from down here. Shout out. We're rooting for him for sure. Um, Last game that we wanted to hit on. Was, and I said that already, but we're, this is definitely the last game. Mm-hmm. Houston on the road at Oklahoma, 23 and a half point dog. Jalen Hurts, his first start for the Sooners, and De'Ara King, who was one of the most exciting players in college football last year, did suffer a knee injury, had to have sneeze surgery get his torn meniscus uh, repaired, but he is healthy. Had 50 touchdowns last year in just 11 games. Ooh. I think this game. Oh, upset alert! I'm not going to go upset alert. All right. I do think there are two bets. Man, I didn't. Whoa, hold on a second. Time out. I wanted to reel that back in. I was going to say maybe take the over. It's set at 79 and a half. That's a lot of people. I don't know if I've seen that many, but here's why. Because Oklahoma, you do have a, a lot of confidence in their um, offense, no matter who's playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. You do think that they're going to struggle defensively against De'Ara King. Here's what I'm going to do. On this one, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to fade that easy, obvious pick and take the under 79.5 points in this game. I think Oklahoma's defense will be improved. I think their offense will be a little bit sputtering somewhat in this game. So I'm going to take the under. How do you like that one? I like that.
1: It's good. It's well thought out. Uh, I do think Oklahoma
0: that, wins the game.
1: I'm going to take Oklahoma to win, but I'm going to take Houston to cover um, Oklahoma, unless they take huge strides defensively, like, you know, they'll score a lot of points, but they're going to let you score a lot of points. And and if Derek King looks anything like he did last year, uh, I don't see it being a 23-and-a-half point game.
0: I would lean towards your way, too. I would lean Houston as well, but I like the under, two, Under 79-and-a-half. Uh, There's a very...
2: all right,
0: welcome back to Canal and Bell. Before we get to Chad Johnson, I did want to do something on Hurricane, or Hurricane Dorian, which uh-huh. is – I'm sure everybody's aware of it. If you haven't, you it's probably – It's threatening haven't. right now. It is threatening Florida. It is um, threatening the Boise State-Florida State game. Sure. They are talking about moving it up. They're, they've talked about moving it to Tallahassee. they talked about canceling it, which I look at it, and when I look at the cone, I'm like, all right, well – it's not even supposed to make landfall till Monday. The game is Saturday. What's the problem now? Just let me I understand. There's your question.
1: Yeah, we're just gonna go off the rails. Do okay. you think anybody outside of the like Caribbean, uh, Southeast, like Florida, Georgia, Alabama, do you think they understand what the cone means? Like, if you said cone to somebody in California, hey man, we're in the cone. No, they might oh, not. The hurricane. They have no idea what we're talking might
0: about. Not, but. I do think the coverage of hurricanes has gone national right. more so in the last five or six years because we've had some bad ones. And they do – see, this is my issue, and we have to be very careful with this because I don't want to sound like I'm not making a big deal out of it because you have to take them seriously, right? Correct, you have correct, to. Correct. But I do feel like when I watch weathermen and women cover it, there's an excitement in their eyes because they know it's going to bring ratings. You know, like <laughs> – but it is kind of – and this is kind of a weird, twisted right. way to think of, but is their Super Bowl. Like if there's a big storm, they kind of do because that is their area of expertise. They're on. That's it. They want to make a big deal out of it. All eyes on me. And they also want to make sure that people take it seriously because the worst thing you can do is what you and I probably do, which is, ah, it's still five days away. Maybe it'll be a hurricane three. What do they want more? People to take it seriously or all eyes on me? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) know. That's a very good question. Probably a combination of both. Right. Um, but as of now, you know, it has a 30% chance of being a cat three storm, which yeah, is that's serious. significant. That is significant. Yeah. But like, again, when I hear 30%, I'm like, well, there's 70%. It's not, you know, like, which is probably the wrong thing to do. <laughs> Obviously, go get your stuff. Make sure you have your emergency goods there. Hunker down, do whatever you have to do to be safe. Um, but it is kind of where we live now, and because we have been impacted by hurricanes, people want to take the safest road possible, and that is obviously the smart thing. To Here's do. what
1: I will say: if yes. if you get really smashed by one, like we got smashed with Andrew when
0: I was in 11th uh, grade, I was in college. I was my yeah. freshman year. Yeah, we were without power for a month. Yeah. And then that's when it gets weird because all those national st- uh, stories yeah. that cover it leading up, they'll do a day on it we and then they forget power about for you. A month. Yeah. Then they forget about yeah. you. And that's when you're like, Hey, don't forget about <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> us. And the last one, Hurricane Irma, I, our place was without power for like a week right. or seven or eight days. And it's not even that bi- technically that yeah. big of a storm. And you're like, nobody even makes a big deal out of it after. So hopefully our, everybody stays safe. Uh, obviously want to see the football game on, but you have to do have priorities there for sure. Chad Johnson, Chad Ocho Cinco, one of the most interesting, polarizing players we've seen in NFL history, had an interesting video that he posted after watching Devontae Adams run routes. I have not seen this. Raja hasn't seen it. We're going to react to it right now.
2: So I'm sitting here, right? You know what I'm crying? Ain't nothing really wrong. But Devontae Adams just sent me some footage of one-on-one's team 707. And, you know, obviously with the Packers. And route running. On my mom, on my kids. That the tears, bro. Like, like I ain't, I ain't, even, I ain't, I ain't a s**t. Like it wasn't even, it wasn't even route right running like that s**t. was, oh, like, um, I can't even get that s**t I wish I could shut it. And I get to see him play Thursday night against the Bears. Thought all these one-on-ones, man. And I ain't no comedian. And I can't cry on cue because I ain't no actor. The rock running, Y'all know how I am about rock running and feet and, and footwork and separation and, oh and creativity and
0: This is unreal. All right. That is Chad Johnson. Very, very, very emotional. Uh, Those are real tears. I believe they're real tears. He is as emotional as you see somebody get while watching somebody else running routes in Devontae Adams. A little peculiar there.
1: You asked me the other day after the Andrew Luck situation how I felt about my kids playing football. Yep. Videos like that give me real pause. (laughs) so you're worried about chad johnson i'm worried about health if you're if you're sitting there crying like that over some football videos that you were sent like i i do i do worry like i'm i worry about your mental health like what is going on there like what would move how many things move you to tears danny
0: not many i mean i I am a sappy crier at corny movies yeah but but like other than that not much correct
1: that's concerning for me I don't even know Chad like
0: I, and I, I this isn't like a knock I I have
1: to now be like wondering like man are you straight
0: all right here's where I would put it in a different context because I think what you're seeing here is a player whose football meant so much to his life it allowed him an opportunity to make a lot of money okay I think he was a player who really embraced his fame which is a good thing he embraced that brand changed his name mm-hmm. got used to that. I think it's a player that misses all of it. And it's really hard. It's almost like a death of someone. Like you were looking at somebody who viewed football like a relative, like so you lost a mom or a dad or a relative, is, and it hurts because you can't have it anymore.
1: So he's crying because he doesn't have the opportunity to go out there and do that anymore, or he's crying because he wants limelight and misses the stardom.
0: Oh, no. I think it's, the, I think those, like he said, those are real teams. I think it's authentic. I miss that. You know, like, I think that's where it is. So I almost I, like I mean,
1: and you, you have to an look. artist having, like, a, just a pure appreciation for another artist's ability But here's ability the difference. To...
0: If you're an artist, you can paint till you're 80. If you're a football player, you cannot
1: play anymore. No, but it might move you. Someone else's art might move you to, like, emotion. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think so. You think you're going to give him so the benefit of the doubt. I hope you're right. Player. I hope you're right. And this is where he's 41. I'm worried. So he's younger. He's still kind of new to being retired, where you probably still feel. I know this sounds crazy. But I bet he still feels like he has something. That oh, no question, no, question. no question. He doesn't get the opportunity. He's a player that went and played a couple years in Canada. I wasn't yeah. even aware of this. But mm. tried to extend his NFL career. Really had a hard time giving it up. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you're seeing. A player who still struggles with, I can't ever play this game again. And I'm watching these guys do something that I once loved with a passion. And I can't. And it hurts. It hurts. But that's I also a, well, think there's an appreciation too. I think it's a combination, a combination of all those things. All right.
1: Well I hope it's more in that. But that that also is a mental health thing. Like not not in not in not in a you know, uh, uh like a CTE type of way or anything right. like that, but in terms of like if there's a level of depression there because you don't get to do you know, something oh, yeah. loved or if you're missing a part of your life, player, your identity is now gone because that that's what you identified as more of a football player than anything else, and you can't do that anymore. That does take its toll uh, on you mentally uh, as a retired player I think
0: every player, and I'm not big in mandating certain things, but I would highly recommend every NFL player to talk to somebody when you're done playing. Whether it's just to unload, mm-hmm. I think it probably should be some, some program where ex-players talk to players Transition and you how out. they dealt with it. It is really tough, man. It was something I dealt with for probably three or four years. Right. And it really was until I found broadcasting, which kind of helped me Um, because I was talking about football, talking about sports. It kind of helped me get through that. But for three years, I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And yeah. I didn't know. And that you. is really a tough place to be in. Most people go through that when they're 22, 23, 24, and you're figuring out what to do with your life. And there's not as much pressure on you mm-hmm. but when you're 30, 34, yeah. 40. Then you're like, oh my gosh, what i it's been such a big part of I gonna what am I gonna do now? And it is a really tough transition for a lot of guys. I think that's what it is with Chad Johnson. Um interesting to see if he follows it up or if anybody follows up on that with him. Jerry Jones has weighed in again <laughs> on the negotiation. Latest is this quote we have to be prepared to play without any given player. We may very well play without a player that's not coming uh, in on his contract. We'll play and play well. We've got a marathon here. We want Zeke when we get to the playoffs. We want Zeke when we're in the dog days of this season. A fresh Zeke, if we got to the end, would be great. I'm very comfortable with everything off the field with Zeke. Obviously talking about the six-game suspension, Mm -hmm. any off-the-field issues. This is just the latest, man. This is such a back-and-forth. And he's saying, you know what? Yeah, we'll be willing there's no timetable because a lot of people thought hey the September 8th first game it was a deal or no deal and Jerry's saying we'll ride it out yeah which I think so it's put more pressure on Zeke
1: he um he also said uh to follow that up that they would get it done that that Zeke would be back like he said that um but this one's gonna go look this is gonna go into week one I believe um and it's gonna be a game of chicken
0: it, I it thought is for it's... sure. It would get done before week one. It's be I am a game losing of chicken. confidence in that It'll one. Be a game of chicken, bro. I think you might see him maybe get signed in week one. Maybe not even play, but they have it done. Mm. One of those situations. Selfishly, I hope it plays out for a couple of weeks just for our drama sake. Right, it gives us stuff to talk about. But I, I just feel like they're going to get something done. I feel like a lot of this is posturing, and we get it done. Um, Josh McGown, who was going to be a broadcaster, mm. he was going to be doing what we do. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles had some injuries, and they talked him into returning to play football for yet another season as the 40-year-old is going back. Now, one of the stipulations, and I love this, because Josh McCown, a family dude, yeah. he's a great dad, he's got several kids. One of the stipulations that he had with the Eagles was, I'll come back, I'm sure there was a lot of money involved too, <laughs> I'll come back, but you've got to let me still coach my son's high school football team back in Charlotte, North Carolina. How's that work? So here's how I think it works. Now, now this is what my guess is that Josh McCown is probably a quarterback coach. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's the head coach. I don't think okay. he's the offensive All coordinator. Right. So he's, in this, he's a helper, yep. right? Yep. And his sons play on the team. So the way it would work, Friday – now, if you're flying private, it makes it very doable – where Friday you're typically done – with your work around 1 o'clock in the afternoon, like it's a lighter day. I'm out. Yep, you could leave then. If you had to, if maybe you were flying commercial, which I don't think he is, he's probably got wheels up or some deal. Yeah, They'll hop on the jet at 2 o'clock. He's home by 4, go to the game. And then Saturday, you can go do the game, coach your kids, be on the sidelines, support them, which is awesome. And then Saturday, if it's a home game in Philly... You just get up the next day. Maybe you get there for the walkthrough. If you take an early a.m. flight, Mm -hmm. you get there for the walkthrough. Or if you're playing on the road, maybe the Eagles are cool saying, meet us there. You don't really do a lot on Saturday that much, but you meet us there. You get there when you are, and you'll probably get there before the team. You get there Saturday afternoon, join us back up, pregame meal, team meeting, and then you get up Sunday and you're ready to go. That's
1: a lot of moving parts there. (laughs) I mean, good for him. I think that would be the perfect – Job for anybody like in the twilight of their professional sports career, right? I get to still be the backup or be on the team in some capacity. I get paid. I would have probably tried to negotiate the private jet of whatever the yes. Eagles owner was yes. in the deal, he might, right? might have. You might have. And I get to do all the things that may be like pulling right. me away right. from, right? That's so great great to have leverage like from the Eagles Eagles perspective I what do you mean they're desperate you can't find (laughs) another backup quarterback that's gonna be there all the time I don't know
0: but not somebody as good as he is is he that good well he's good but he also has has an outstanding reputation as a good quarterback in the quarterback room like another coach oh I got you and so I do think he'll help with Carson Wentz although this deal Carson Wentz is is a franchise quarterback what do you need help with what do you need help with like he's, he's still young he's year three or four he still you know needs a sounding board Here's where I think this deal goes out the window. Mm -hmm. Let's say Carson Wentz twists his knee and he's out week two. He ain't going home. I'll tell you that. Correct. They're not going to be okay with Josh McCown as a starter flying home. Obviously, hopefully they don't get in that situation. Right. But this is a very unique situation. And good for Josh McCown for being able to work it. Ten years ago, I don't think there's any way any coach in the NFL considers this. This is Now it's a different mindset. Coaches are more willing to say, hey, we'll we'll make some sacrifices to keep our players happy, which is a good thing. Welcome back to Kennell and Bell on this Thursday. Kobe Bryant uh, was doing a sit-down. It looked like one of these things that was sponsored. Some private, like, real uppity thing. Yeah, I saw it. suits. Yeah, I saw it. And I believe it was in Europe, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know where it was. I thought it was overseas. Um, Sometimes when I see these stories that kind of evolve and they start as little kind of flash fires and then they just blow up i'm like this is such a 2019 thing social media i wonder if kobe even thought these would go as global as they did no matter Uh, where he was kobe all
1: right platform who he is and then you know what social media is all
0: right so he was giving this interview this one-on-one sit down and they were talking about shaquille o'neal uh his teammate and he had this comment now shaquille o'neal's Work ethic, I think, has always been called into question. I think some people wonder, hey, put on a little weight towards the end of his career. I think it's been a, a fair criticism. Well, Kobe Bryant went in said, I wish he was in the gym. I would have bleeping 12 rings if he did. So he went in on him. Shots fired. Shaq was not going to go down without a response. He replied... You would have had twelve if you passed the ball more, especially <laughs> in the finals against the Pistons. Hashtag facts. You can't. You don't get statues by not working hard, which I think is a great response to him calling out Kobe's. Uh, never was shy to uh, shoot a shot. He never saw one he didn't like. Um, I don't know. Then then Kobe tried to shoot it down. Said no beef. Um, you know, don't get it confused. He was still the hashtag MDE. What's MDE? Um, I don't know. Uh, there's no Most beef. dominant ever. Most, most dominant, dominant ever. ever. Uh, There's no beef with Shaq. I know most media want to see it, but it ain't going to happen. There definitely was a beef, by the way. Ain't nothing but love there, and we too old to beef anyway. This probably is smack talk between the two. I wonder if Shaq took it a little more seriously than Kobe did. I think they both were probably joking. There was a tone
1: of of, of joking there that gets lost when it gets – picked up by everybody's social media feed, right? Uh, but I think there was probably some humor in it. There, there's a shred of truth in, in all of jokes, though, right? Like, do you know what I mean? Um, but look, th- these guys, Shaq, people forget what Shaq was in Orlando. Like, Shaq was sleek, like built for speed, big, who could just as easily pull a backboard down as he could, like give you an in-and-out, go buy you, and, and drop a dime. Like, he was really talented and really skilled. He picked up a lot of weight after he played. He played through some injury. I forget what it was one season. And then he didn't get to really train in the offseason. He started picking up a little bit of weight. Um, I've always wondered this about Kobe, right? And this is, this isn't really addressing this thing, but I, and I've said it like I always would have been, you know, I always wanted an opportunity to play with him. It didn't work out because I, I wanted to see what he was like. I had heard the rumors about how he trained and what his work ethic was like. And I wanted to see if like, I could live up to that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like he, if, if you could do enough to, you know, satisfy his, his work ethic so, to some degree, you know, right. cause he's a tireless worker. And so it's not strange that a lot of people probably don't live up to what he thinks you should work like because right. he just works, Harder than anybody in the world. And I always wanted to see that firsthand to see if, like, I could compete with that because I, I like to work. Right. And you know? also, you know, it's not surprising that he would view anyone, not just Shaq, as someone who could have probably put in a little bit more work because, you know, he prided himself on working harder than anyone else. Do you
0: think it was fair, though, that Shaq could have achieved more if he had really, and I'm not saying Kobe level, but a little bit more? Because I think it's a natural tendency. I think there's a lot of players who've been great who relied on just the natural abilities. And he's He's got the size that you just can't teach. Yeah. You know, and I do think there were certain things, especially towards the back end of his career, when he did get bigger. Like, weight is one thing where if you put on weight, it's probably because you're not as disciplined as you should be. Well, you know what I mean? Like, that seems like a fair criticism. I would... I mean, maybe partially, but Shaq's not a
1: small guy. Shaq's parents aren't small people. Right. So... You know, as you age, you get bigger. You know what I mean? Like you see the evolution of even like the, a Giannis. Like Giannis had started off as a twig and now he's getting bigger. Now he's not heavy, but his frame is filling out. I think the natural evolution of Shaq was going to be to get bigger and bigger. Now, yeah, towards the end, when he was a little longer in the tooth, it probably got bigger than he needed to be, but Shaq was like, a, he was the DME. Like he was, he was going through your chest. They changed the rules on Shaq. Like the Shaq had figured out. You know, around those 2001 finals, in my opinion, Shaq had figured out that I am so physically gifted that there is no one in the league, even the biggest of the bigs. They, they cannot stop me if I put on some extra armor and I'm just going through people's chests. And they changed change the rules where you weren't going to be able to dislodge if you were the offensive player anymore because he damn near broke Kemba Mutombo's face 75 times in the finals. And then now you don't need all of that big bulk. Now it's a different kind of game, and I'm already— Built like this, so I think that played into it a little bit. And you know, I think people forget Shaq brought championships, man. Shaq came to Miami. Like, yeah, Dwayne Wade carried it at the end there, but Shaq did the heavy lifting on that. Like, Shaq Shaq won. He brought championships until the age where you know, like, injury started taking their toll and weight was gained.
0: Yeah, uh we were talking about the beef uh between Shaq and Kobe. You think they're having a little more fun with it? Don't you? Like, I do? I think this is like little... I don't think they're chummy. I don't think they're best buds, but I also don't think they're angry. You it's know? not an angry thing. They could take right. little jabs at each other in jest. This is where I think athletes, because in a locker room, there's constant jabbing. Like in, it's like your best butt. Like you're sitting there, sure. just constantly wearing on dudes. I would equate it to what you see unfold on TNT when Shaq and uh, Charles Barkley are going at it nonstop. And yeah. sometimes you're like, "Ooh, are they going to fight?" And you're like, "Nah." And sometimes Listen. maybe it does get close to there, but they're used to it. There, yeah, you could
1: talk. Yes, it doesn't have to boil over. Now they there, you get really close <laughs> to that line sometimes, and it goes yes. over. But yes, for the most but part. Athletes are talking here's look, Shaq's response to Kobe about the passing. Yeah. While there's a shred of truth in the one about Shaq's <laughs> yes. weight, there's truth in that too. Right. Shaq told me a story. We had a kid named Goran Giracek on our son's team. He had gotten there. Um and Goran would go in the game and Goran was about his buckets. So Goran would get in, and no matter what we were doing, no matter what the flow or the chemistry was, Goran would be just, you know, shooting the ball. Gira was my guy. Like I played with him in Utah. But Shaq started saying, Hey guys, look, this is this is this is the symbol. Like, when I give you this, uh-huh. Gira doesn't get the ball anymore. And I'm like, dude, what is the background on that? Where would you come up with that? He was like, well, when Kobe was young with the Lakers, like, he would be going in and, and just trying to get him. He said, so the rest of us had a universal kind of code that if we looked at each other and went, and that and Kobe didn't get the ball anymore. Do you know what I mean? So he told me that after he had played with Kobe. It was a real thing. Like, nope. they felt that way. But that doesn't mean that. You know, they couldn't come together to win championships. But if you ever saw some videos (laughs) of of
0: old Laker teams doing that, (laughs) That meant Kobe wasn't supposed to get the ball. I was going to say, Joey, our producer, who's yeah. a diehard NBA guy, you might have a homework assignment over the weekend to go back and watch yeah. some of uh, Kobe's early years in the NBA right. and see if you can find some Lakers doing this. That's outstanding. <laughs> you can do that to me if I'm talking too much. <laughs> like I was doing those picks. You just go yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be our symbol yeah. for me to shut up when you get out there. Beefs are a thing, uh, very much in our society. Uh, some of the, um, podcasters on Barstool, Barstool has beefs across the country, right? Yeah. They love taking uh, shots at people. Uh, they had a beef with me okay. on their uh, college football podcast, um, Necessary Roughness, which they were talking about it. Coca actually texted to me, and he said, man, this girl hates you on the <laughs> uh, Barstool <laughs> podcast on their college football podcast. So I'm like, wait a second. So I went back and listened to it. Casey Smith, who is uh, one of the hosts on there, mm-hmm. does a great job. We worked together. Uh, she was at ESPNU when I was at ESPNU. Oh, so you oh, know each other. Yeah, we know each other. Like, I'm not super tight, right. but we were colleagues at one time, and I have a res- uh, tremendous amount of respect for her, but she was describing and i definitely tweeted at her yeah. the kelly bryant um conversation remember kelly bryant wasn't given a ring correct and you said and you were on the you said give him a ring give him a ring but a lot of people were saying no he should have gotten a ring um i thought that she was in the mindset that you know hey he was a quitter which a lot of people had that mindset and i was okay with that yeah. but she was she she made the comment that i went in on her when i was doing this and i tweeted at her for sure yeah But it was just kind of a furthering of the conversation. I said, "Hey, these players don't get paid. It's the one thing you can do to give them something." And you would have thought, like I said, something about, Uh you know, her her mom or her dad or like something Uh about her body, like offensive. Yeah, I didn't say like it was just for me. It was a conversation, and she took it as I went in on her, and I was just going back and forth. But I think that's it's one of those really tough dynamics to tell. When you're on social media I, or when you're not with a person, like in a dude, locker room, you're, you're beefing with people and it's fun on Twitter. There's no context. There's no tone and it can get completely lost. Yes.
1: Yeah, so when you're not having a, 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 a personal interaction, right. you know, even texting, I tell my wife, like you got, like, you yes. gotta be careful with that. Cause people don't, they're attaching their own like punctuation to it. Do you know what I mean? So you might end that sentence with a period when they read it, they're like exclamation point oh he's yelling at me you're like no 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 it wasn't like that you know what i mean so anytime like characters start start like expressing ourselves for us like i'm concerned that's why i don't tweet or anything like that because if i got something to say to you i, I want to say it in person so that you can see that i am not i am rational and i'm not emotional about it and this is just the way it is unless i am irrational and emotional which i can get sometimes as well yeah now speaking of shots i actually took, like their hold on for yeah I like their like one bite, like their their pizza, whatever. Oh yeah, it is, with, uh, portnoy. Yeah. yeah,
0: I like that. That's blown up
1: for them yeah, I like too. That. It's been huge. No, they do a great job. I would be the... excellent at that. Just FYI. Yeah. Oh, you would. I would be phenomenal. Well,
0: you can't take it. It's already too late. I would be phenomenal. You need to do a different food or something. No, I mean if I'd like one to... bite. You'd be oh my gosh, the, the stoolies would come after you if you tried to knock them. I, I'm not trying to take it over. <laughs> I'm right. just saying Claire. I would be good at that. The other dude who she yeah. was co-hosting with is Brandon Walker, who I've never met. I've met Casey. Like, there's one thing if you want to take a shot, somebody you've known them before. The pardon my take. They take shots at me all the time, but I'm okay with it because I've met them, and it's just kind of I'm okay with it. Right. Like, I don't. But this other dude said that – he said F Danny Cannell. Uh, Never met him. And he also said, I look like Miss Elaine from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. <laughs> do you know who that is? It's funny, She's, but who's Miss Elaine? No, I don't even know <laughs> who is that. saw the picture of her. Yeah. It makes – oh, you do have a picture. We'll bring it up. <laughs> we'll let Raja decide Let's whether see. I look like Miss Elaine. No, come on. I mean <laughs> – does that really look like me. I have actually, sadly, is he's not the first one to say that. Really, there is something. Yeah, it's there's like a the shredder hair. Like, oh my god, there's the big nose. Uh, there is. It kind of looks like she's wearing a turtleneck. So I could kind of see it there. <laughs> but I mean, that's one from somebody who comes like he looks like Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders. But that's another side note. All right, stay off Twitter, dude. Exactly, stay off Twitter.